Hello everyone and welcome back to Sprint Race Show, the show where I share my thoughts on what's happening in the world of Formula One. My name is Emma Ridgway and as always I will be your host. Thank you very much for tuning in. So what did you all think of Formula One? Formula One was of course the special episode that I did last time around. I was joined by a guest and friend, James Byrne, and the idea behind it was Well, every week here on this show, I talk about Formula One and I talk to you all as I talk to my friends about this sport. But what I didn't know was that some of my friends don't even watch the sport at all. They just listen to the show and get a general idea of of what is going on. I don't know of the listeners who tune into this show, how many of you are new to the sport altogether. And I really wanted a conversational episode just to talk about some of the things that maybe you didn't know, or maybe you did. Formula Watt will be back again for another episode, probably at the end of the season. Now on to Mexico. Coming into Mexico after a year away, there was obviously a lot of anticipation. The original schedule for this race meant that It was supposed to fall on the Day of the Dead, Halloween, which of course in in Mexico is a huge celebration. I know a few years ago, Formula One did this where they all rocked up to Mexico in Day of the Dead, James Bond Spectre inspired attire, which was amazing. And ever since then, I think that that has improved the Mexican Grand Prix. I think the atmosphere of arriving around the Day of the Dead alongside the fiesta-style atmosphere, I think really heightens it. One of the amazing things about Formula One is when you go to a new country and the fact that you are travelling the world, you're not just travelling the United Kingdom, you are seeing all these different cultures. So when Formula One embraces these cultures, it adds to it. That being said, The colourful nature of the Mexican Grand Prix and the culture as well as the party vibes and even originally meaning to rock up on Day of the Dead could not save the fact that it is just a really dull race. The circuit itself is at an altitude, which means the air is really thin, which affects the downforce of the car. And then ultimately, the track layout itself, the single straight, means that there is no overtaking. I know that I say that about some tracks in particular, but it was so frustrating to watch cars try and overtake yesterday. And that just meant that it was just a train, a train of cars and very little action other than the opening lap. So on that opening lap, I thought Max Verstappen was amazing. I think that the Mercedes could have worked a little bit harder to try and box the Red Bull in. He got a really good toe off the start from Bottas, had the slipstream and then made a swoop round the left side. And it clearly showed that Red Bull had the faster car, which we knew from the Saturday. And I will get on to qualifying in a moment. But another example of how frustrating that the track was yesterday was what happened with Perez. He was in a much quicker car than Hamilton and when he pit he came out 12 laps later than Hamilton. He caught up to him very fast and he could not overtake. There were points where he was 
0.7 seconds behind. And at a lot of other racetracks, I'm not saying all, because we know that these cars have issues following each other. But at a lot of other racetracks, especially this year, where I think the drivers have been amazing at going for moves that in previous years they, they wouldn't have had to do, or they wouldn't have even tried to do. But no matter how hard Perez tried, he could not make the move on the Mercedes. And that was just because of how hard it is to overtake. And the same happened with Bottas on Ricardo. Bottas, who was unfortunately tagged by Ricardo at the start and spun out, ended up at the back alongside Ricardo, ended up being stuck behind him for most of the race. He could not overtake him, despite the fact that he was in a faster car. So Max dominantly won what was to be an extremely dull but very important race. He now has a 19-point lead over Hamilton in the championship and there is just four races left. I think more and more now, a lot of those tiny little decisions and mistakes are starting to add up and I think time is running out for Hamilton. He has to beat Verstappen from now on and that is no mean feat going into Brazil. Anyway, I also said I would touch on qualifying which to me was amazing. It was so exciting and again left me even more frustrated after the race because qualifying was so good. I think it was really exciting because it was unexpected. It was a massive surprise that the Mercedes were up there, especially Bottas who I think has had a second wave since being announced as the Alfa Romeo driver for next year. It's clear that a lot of pressure has been lifted off him and now he is just enjoying himself. Red Bull were, and I've named this the episode title because it was so interesting. They said they were Tsunoda'd. To turn Yuki Tsunoda's name into a verb was harsh. And I don't say that lightly. I think it was completely shocking what Christian Horner said in the interviews afterwards. Namely because, yes, he was frustrated. Did Yuki have any right to be there? Well, he was giving Gasly a toe, and yes, he should have taken off afterwards. But he is a Red Bull young driver. He is one of their own. Now, Red Bull in the past have come under a lot of scrutiny for how they treat their young drivers. They obviously have a reputation of swapping drivers midway through the season, demoting, promoting, more than a Premier League football manager. For Tsunoda, who started off the season very promisingly and has, I think it's fair to say, a downward spiral, he's really struggled in that Tauri and has only recently started to come into form. To be pointed out like that by ultimately your team boss. I think is is highly embarrassing for him. I don't think he's the best driver on the grid. I think maybe he got his chance a little early. Looking back in hindsight, he is a Japanese driver. He is backed by Honda. And I wonder if that was something that Christian Horner and Helmut Marko were not happy with. If you think about it, a lot of the driver swap decisions come from Helmut Marko. He's in charge of the driver program He gets to decide who comes in, who goes out. He's the reason that Max Verstappen got 
promoted, Daniel Kvyat got demoted, Pierre Gasly got demoted, Alex Albon got demoted. Helmet gets to make these big calls and if Max Verstappen wins at the end of the season, a lot of people will say, you know what, it's tough but Helmet has clearly come through. He's clearly right to put all of his eggs in one basket with Max Verstappen and any other driver should come in and support him because now he's world champion. I I imagine that's how people will look at that. And so when Honda came through and said they were leaving, obviously they want to continue a good relationship with Honda even after they've fully left the sport, shall we say. I don't feel like Helmut would have chosen Yuki Tsunoda. They wanted Alex Albon in one of the cars, hence why they've kept him on as a development driver. Hence why there's a rumour that Red Bull have a buyback clause for Albon in 2023. I don't think Yuki Tsunoda was Helmut Marko's first choice. And the fact that given his poor season, Tsunoda got confirmed really early for a seat next year, again, I think confirms Honda's influence there. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying it's clearly what Honda want and not what Helmut Marko wants. Just my opinion, but this is what I'm imagining. And so for Tsunoda to essentially screw up the qualifying for both of the Red Bull drivers, of course they were going to be really, really angry. But I was not expecting that. I was not expecting Christian Horner to say, we got Tsunoda'd in such a nonchalant way as well. When they interviewed Max Verstappen, just as he was uh, getting out of his car, he'd gone up to the paddock and they were interviewing him. I think it was Jensen Button who said to Max, oh, uh, Christian just said to us that you got Tsunoda'd. You can see the visible shock in Max's eyes, and I think he even recoiled slightly at how shocked he was. This isn't the first time that a team boss has been highly critical of one of their drivers, but I think the manner in which it was delivered was pretty shocking. And I think making it into a a verb is very, very surprising. In fact, what I will do is I will write a blog post this week on the times that I can remember where a team boss or someone senior in the team has come out and openly criticised one of their own drivers. Now we are looking towards Brazil, Interlagos. We go to Interlagos and then to Qatar. You already know how I feel about Qatar being added to the schedule after Brazil, so I won't talk about that again here. So until next time, in just a few days, thank you very much for tuning in.